Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Blacksmith's Furnace. Your boy Pete. Man like Mo, heavy hitters. Heavy hitters here, yeah? in the building. Robert couldn't Come make on. it. Uh, but we're here, we're holding down the fort. Holding it down. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Come on. Sign up, sorry. Shot for shot. Sign up, sorry. Shot for shot. One for one. You got, you got yours ready? I do not, actually. Okay, let me drop my thing then. Um, this this is a personal reflection, okay. and I want to see if you agree with it or not. Okay. Christians, so most Christians idolize wisdom. Hmm. What do you mean by idolize? We place a heavy emphasis on wisdom, um, unhealthily so. Whose wisdom? <laughs> Even if it's godly wisdom. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I can agree with that. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'd say most. Yeah, it might not be most, but... I, I, I within Christianity, I see an, that can idolatry, be a problem. an idolatry of wisdom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, yeah, almost as opposed to, I can't, I wonder as well if it's, yeah, yeah, no, because I think it's an age old problem. I, I think you, you see it with even Joshua when the, mm. Gibeonites, is it Gibeonites? Oh, yeah, the, their neighbors that came. They were supposed and to. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the the wisdom and the law was, you know, if people come to you, you accept them. But what he should have done was consult. Yeah. And I think we get into a habit of looking for solutions and systems and what's the last thing that worked? Who was the last person that prayed that worked? Let's go back to that as opposed to what's God saying now. So I, I agree. I think yeah. that can be a problem. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, I, I realized it and I was wondering, am I just bugging? Am I just bugging mm. out? Cause I, I reflected and I was like, outside of Jesus, the wisest person in the Bible, his wisdom didn't save him. Yeah. Because it was a wise move politically to take those wives. Yes. It was wise, yet they turned his heart. Turned his heart. And even in terms of um, the books that he wrote, mm. Proverbs is um, optimistic mm. in its dealings with wisdom. And then we move to Ecclesiastes, mm. which is very cynical in its dealings mm. with wisdom. And the balanced book of wisdom is Job. Mm. And that wisdom is birthed out of sorrow, mm. is birthed out of this excruciating experience. Yeah. And it's also birthed out of an, an experience of God after that excruciating experience. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so it's moved me into the space of no longer praying for wisdom, mm. 
but praying for the sensitivity to to the sensitivity to God's spirit. Yeah. To yeah. however he's moving. Yeah. It's interesting because we, you talk of Job and even he beforehand was corporate of this as well, mm-hmm. of putting out the sacrifices just in yes. case after his yes. children would have a would have a party, putting out sacrifice just in case and yeah. God having to call him out on that self righteousness mm-hmm. that's you know, you're following the system, but is that is that true relationship with me? Is that true listening for what I'm saying? So yeah, no, that's that's a good one actually. Yeah. And coupled with Jesus mm. as the wisest um wisest I can't even say demigod because he's not <laughs> but mm. this he's like I only say what yeah. I hear the father saying. And I only mm. do what or what the father tells me to say. And so even he doesn't attribute his wisdom to himself. Mm. He almost attributes his wisdom to being a messenger yeah. of yeah. what he has heard. Yeah. And it isn't a case of I have searched these things and I found them out. No. Mm. I have been told these things and I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's a good one. And actually, if I can if I can go off the back of that. Yeah. Talking about sort of maybe some of our presumptions that uh, our biblical presumptions, as it were. Um, I'm going to put this this way intentionally. I'm being I'm being uh, I'm being a little bit facetious with this, but even Jesus was tempted by virtue of his own lust. Mm. I would I wouldn't call it lust. No, no, I'm being that's where I'm being facetious. <laughs> that is definitely where I'm being facetious. Yeah. But it was I, I for me, so again, putting out my entire theory here, it's this idea that our desires are what the enemy will use against us. Right. And the temptations that Satan put Christ through after his mm-hmm. fasting, where and this is where maybe I'm wrong but I think directly linked to what Satan knew Christ was most desiring of. I don't, yeah, I don't think you're wrong at all. Mate, if mm. you fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, it's safe you to assume be hungry. that you want money. You want hungry. No, I said you want money. You want food. <laughs> you want money too. No, that's Robert. It's safe that's to Robert. Assume Robert, that. Robert fasts and he wants money more than food. It's safe to assume that you would turn these loaves of bread mm. There's these rocks into loads of bread. So yeah, I I think it's it's not it is safe to assume that. Mm. And bearing in mind Jesus's whole ministry was like it, it was through his his obedience and his suffering that he was elevated into this uh, higher space of glory, mm. where the whole earth is now redeemed through him. Um, to almost for the for the devil to be like let's let's take a shortcut. Mm. So firstly, obviously, you don't want the bread. Okay, so you want to prove yourself to be no. So the the, the, um, the second one was taken to the temple, yeah. And so the kingdoms, and so you're working for this glory. Okay, yeah. cool, boom. I'll give it to you. Let's mm. let's let's cut out everything else. Mm. You can have it right here. No. Okay, so your greatest heart, your greatest desire is to prove that you're the son of God. Okay, cool. Mm. Jump off then. Yeah. That'll prove it. Again, mm. no. And so it, it was very much tempting him at what the devil believed mm. was his desire within that moment. Yeah. 
Mm. So yeah, I I would agree. And I've always I don't I don't know if I am going to have an answer to this. Mm. And I don't know if I want an answer to this, but I've always wondered when it says the devil led him. Mm. Does that mean that Jesus followed the devil? Mm. How how did he lead him? Did he did he take him by the hand? Did mm. he walk in front of him? How did he lead him? I've mm. always wondered that. I've always read through it and I was like, how? Mm. It'll be interesting to see if the word lead has different connotations because yeah. I imagine there's lead as like, you know, a commander in an army mm-hmm. and there's lead as in Google Maps showing you this is where you go. I'm leading you to mm. this particular location because I imagine if that's so, that lead is, let me take you here and show you this thing, um, as opposed to the lead where it's there's some level of submission. Mm. Mm. Well, it's interesting. That's an interesting question as well. Yeah, I've always wondered. I've always wondered how. I've always yeah. wondered how because mm. I think within the synoptics, it's it's got the that understanding the devil led him to this place. Yeah. I'm just mm. like. That's both the temple and to the rock. It was just mm. like, okay, was he just walking and then he ended up here and it just so happened that the enemy tempted him there. Mm. But it was recorded that the devil led him there with the intention of, so it's almost mm. like very coy mm. in, in its way or very sly in its way of leadership. Um, I don't know. And, and again, mm. I don't know if I want to know because <laughs> that then throws mm. up questions to be like, yo, this is techie. But yeah, I've always wondered. I've always been like, how? How did how did the devil lead him? Mm. Quite, yeah. yeah. Listeners, if you have any ideas, any 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 wild goose chases that you you'd want to throw out there, yeah. I'm definitely game to 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 hear it. Yeah, I definitely think. I mean, it was quite clearly strategic, and um, I think it was you to go and tempt someone at their weakest which yeah. he clearly was after yes. 40 days and 40 nights yeah. of, of fasting. Um, and also the fact that all the temptations were, in my opinion, as you have said, things that Christ would have been desiring for. He came for the kingdoms, yeah. you know. Interestingly enough, just before he went to fast, he had that experience after being baptized where yeah. God explicitly says this, you know, you are you are my son whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. But after that victory, how easy is it to... You have that victory, you're at that peak, you're now fasting, you're hungry, you're tired, yeah. you're at that low. Strategically, that's the best place to hit you on that. Yeah. You heard yeah. this, but look at where you are now. Yeah. Are you really God's son? Like, yeah. as as I guess maybe someone that likes strategy, I think it's it was the best time to do it. it so when, when, I, when I hear, oh, snap, Nat's listening. Oh, we are live. <laughs> I thought no one was listening. Oh, D, thank you for joining us, man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you got our, you know got our first live listener. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I guess if you see that we're going live, then yeah, you can see it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Anyway, yeah. Um, we can get some live hey, come on, live feedback, live questions. Oh D, if you if you have uh, if you have any <laughs> any ideas on that. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely thought I definitely just saw it as that was our point of time for it. What's the devil got for you? 
yeah you know and yeah. let me take you here and show you this thing that i can give you let me show you this then let me challenge you on this and you know again christ being yeah. christ was just cool with it but yeah anyway and i guess even in terms of um because it, it starts off with the spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Being tempted, exactly. And so he may have submitted fully to that period of being being tempted. Yeah. Um, yeah. In following, in doing yeah. whatever, to be tempted fully, yeah. um, which is not something I would do. I'm just saying. Mm. Is mm. I, I'm I'm not I'm, I haven't got I haven't got Jesus and I haven't got got I'm not. Yeah, I'm not there. Yeah, I'm not there. Um, yeah but no. yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see if anyone's got any ideas if mm. anyone's read around it and stuff but i've always been curious around it's interesting because i also imagine actually the bible says that in every capacity we were tempted christ was tempted as well so it's yeah. not like that's the yeah. only temptation he had you know there must no. have been you can't only imagine there must have been the ladies that was like rabbi 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 pray for me come hey, lay hands lay hands <laughs> do like peter take that sword <laughs> come on, <cut. laughs> come on, you know um growing yeah. up and everything but yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The Pharisees in in the, in and of themselves being a temptation, probably just yeah. doing all the most, and yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, it's a good question. It's a good question. Cool. Um, that's sorry, not sorry. Fair mm. quick one. I had two topics that I wanted to okay. talk about today. You might um, have time. We might have time. Let's let's get into the first one. The first one I think is maybe less. It's not less spiritual, it's relevant. Um, we saw the pound literally go down to almost equal to the dollar after the mini yes. budget. Yes. Quasi uh, Quarting, it's mini budget. Yeah, yeah, GH. <laughs> My mom was like, oh, they're only putting him there to take the four. Um, Interestingly the enough, theories. after everything going on, I saw a clip today of Liz Trust being asked by a reporter. Does she trust Quincy Quarting and the Chancellor, you know, with the aftermath of that mini budget? And she couldn't say she trusts him. And you know how these reporters are, like, they'll badger you, you know, and you know how these politicians are. She will go roundabout and say everything except what you want them to say. Um, And she couldn't say that she trusted him, which I thought was really bad optics. Um, And I thought my mom would see that and be like, "Hmm, I said it's. They put a gun in there just so that he can take the fall. Yeah. Um, but my, my question to you is, is that um, demonstration of leadership appropriate? That the prime minister, chancellor, they come up with this mini budget, whatever, and following a pretty bad response, she can't say she trusts him. What do you think of that as an example of leadership? Um, <laughs> I I don't I don't think is 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 a good reflection on leadership at mm-hmm. all. I don't think the entire political landscape is a good reflection on leadership. Um, and I think these like crazy questions in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's it's um. It's, it's from the position of if you as a leader place someone in in a position of leadership, 
firstly, there needs to be a level of um, credibility or certification or whatever that has given you assurance that this person can do this. Um, and then secondly, and this is just speaking from like leadership in general, mm. as a, not just political, but secondly, having stuff in place to ensure this person's continual um, professional development. Mm. And so if this person is in leadership and this person is making decisions that is questionable, as the leader who has placed this person in leadership, you should be able to pull him up. You mm -hmm. should be able to sit down with him and to, to have this conversation with him. Just work with them to, to, correct and, and to correct their mistakes. And I think there is something about um, a divided house will not stand. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's interesting because I think, I think it's, um, Khalil Gibran that says a divided house is not a den of thieves it's just a divided house mm. um, and so just because there is division within your house doesn't necessarily mean that your house is bad it just reveals that there are cracks mm. and reveals that these cracks can be fixed they, we, we can work around them we need to come come to the uh, come to one come to the same accord come to an mm. agreement um so if this person is putting out a budget that you had no idea about, I don't believe that you had no idea about it. Mm -hmm. I believe that they would have floated it past you to some degree before mm -hmm. they put it out. And mm -hmm. so if they do put it out, then essentially it's got your cosign. Mm -hmm. If it goes belly up, you can't just slide man by himself. Yeah. You can't do that because he's your man. Mm. You got to stand by him. Even mm. if it all flops, you got to stand by him because yeah. it, it drifted past you. I trusted you in your decision. If it goes pear-shaped, I'm still going to stand by you. Mm. I'm not going to leave you out on a lurch. And so for me, it betrays that leader's integrity mm. to almost push out the underlings whenever they're... Uh, public opinion isn't favorable yeah yeah no i i completely agree so i think one of the books that i found has really um shaped my idea of leadership is um jocko willink's extreme ownership mm. um jocko willink is uh he's a former navy seal now i guess social media person i don't know um but in extreme ownership the idea essentially is if you're the leader anything that happens under your watch is your fault you own that completely regardless of whether or not you are even directly responsible for it if it happened on your watch you're you're responsible for it. You're, you own it and i think um i think this is the exact opposite of that yeah because that mini budget doesn't come out without your sign off now granted maybe you're not the economic person so maybe you don't have the expertise you know this trust i don't know her background yeah. but say let's say and this is i think um this is a hallmark of a good leader is recognizing where you want the best person for the job and delegating mm -hmm. so let's say she has no idea of you know finance or whatever um and this is presented to her and it comes out and this is the backlash 
you still take ownership of that because you are Facts. the leader, you're the head. Um, and I think what she's ended up doing, in part, you know, she was kind of goaded into it because the, the reporter was, you could see the reporter just wanted to get her to say, mm. I do trust him so that he can write an article about how this was, you know, following your trust, or I don't trust him so he can write an article about how the house is divided and there's no trust, yeah. you know. So she, you know, it's a catch-22, it's a lose-lose for yeah. her. But I think this then ends up making it such that you're, the people under you, they they know that they're on their own if things go pear-shaped. It's each man for themselves. Each man for themselves. It's they know themselves. you haven't got them covered. Because even if, so in our, in our house, for instance, to use a personal example, Anita is a pharmacist. Like, she is a certified drug dealer. Why am I going to say I'm the head of the house, so I'm the one telling you what medicine to take? Bro, like, you got like... to lies. You know what? Go, go, go. Sip on morphine. That will help you out. <laughs> what? We have a certified drug dealer in the house. This is her job. Like, so anything to do with medicine is, of course, Anita's wheelhouse. You know. Now, if she then makes a bad decision, I can't then say, well, that's your fault. That's still my fault because yeah. I am the quote unquote head. I am, I am thinking, I take ownership of that. Yeah. And then that means she has the freedom to know if something goes wrong, she's still, I've still got her back. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and I think and that's it, the burden of the leader. I think um, it's right that there's a difference between. Um, it's so just like, Nat, Nat just pointed out either way they were fishing, but Liz knows that, and that's the career politicians, they know that she should have been prepared. So that's a good point. Yeah. It's it's a case of like there's um there's 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 almost a there's there's a difference between holding someone accountable yeah. and taking responsibility for it. Mm. And so as a leader, I'll take responsibility, but I'll still hold you yeah. accountable. Yeah. And I think in the way that we hold people accountable then promotes growth. Yeah. Exactly. Where it's like, all right, cool. You prescribe the wrong medicine. Mm. Um, our daughter had a headache, but you gave her an injection. Like, how how, how did that happen? Like, how mm. did we get here? Exactly. Um, and we then go, okay, cool. X led, led to Y, which led to Z. Um, how do we circumvent this? How do we work around this? But... I will take responsibility for whatever's happened, but I will still hold you accountable. Yeah. Um, and so, again, it, it comes back to the development of the leaders under you. Yes. Um, where you want them to grow, you want them to continually be able to, to work at their best. I mm-hmm. think Simon Sinek mentioned um, leaders take all the blame, none of the credit. Yeah, yeah. Where it's very much like, yo, this is a good job. Yeah, that was my wife. Oh, this flopped. Yeah, that was my fault. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And... Interestingly, there's another quote about how far would how far humanity would be able to go if they didn't care about who got the credit. Bro, do you do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> um for all of my qualms with him, I think John MacArthur mentioned something that had like got me I was sitting there like yo you stole straight 
straight to my soul. He said, if you truly desire the glory of God being seen, you don't care who it comes through. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. And that that hit me. Because mm. I'm seeing preachers, I'm see, I was studying yeah. theology, and I was just yeah. like, bro, nah, boom. Uh. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, is it God's glory that you seek or your own? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, that guy that maybe doesn't have the 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 the, the seminary school thing, oh. you know, it's like, well, it's not about that if it's, it's uh, not if you're not that. caring about God's glory. Yeah, that's the, that. that is yeah. I don't I don't agree with John MacArthur and a lot of things, but hey, that that cut me to the core because yeah. I was very heavy-handed them time to a degree. I still am. I, I hope yeah. that I hope I've sobered sobered up a bit, but yeah. I was very heavy-handed, and yeah. I was I had to take a cold hard look in the mirror and be like, "Yo, it's not God's glory you're after, bro." Yeah, that that just points out God can use anyone. Bro, God used a donkey. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, after after Shrek, I can't see read that story without thinking it's Eddie Murphy's voice. (laughs) Hey man, (laughs) there's an angel right there. (laughs) That's banter. If if God rebuked me through Eddie Murphy's voice, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I might not take it seriously. I swear. Um, do, you know, do you know where it is? If a donkey started talking, I would have to take it. So Eddie Murphy's voice. That's I would just be like, you know what? Yeah. You know what? God, I'm done. I'm going back home. Yeah. I'm just gonna go sleep. Um. It's funny because that was that was the um. Th- that was essentially what God did with Christ picking up fishermen and tax collectors to be his disciples like i was thinking about this i was thinking about this yesterday that i imagine the pharisees wouldn't have had such a problem with christ if he was one of them yeah if he had come and been like yo you guys can see that i'm teaching you guys can see i'm teaching with authority i'm going to join your ranks i'm going to be at the top of your ranks and you guys are going to be like yeah i'm the rabbi's rabbi i think they would have been cool with that because then they're part of the clique yeah, and, and and it's even even um, <clears throat> when he went back to Capernaum, they were like, "But where did he get this from?" Mm. And G- Jesus says it. Paul says it. Where it's like, "You lot, you lot idolize glory from each other." Yeah. But when someone comes truly reflecting the Father, you lot can't clock it because yeah. it isn't. It isn't yeah. from you, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm. So I think yeah, it, the whole political landscape, as Nat mentioned, is is a snake's pit. It yeah. is every man for themselves, and this is why you get mandem putting on companies that they've got shares in when we're in it when we're in the global pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not eating off of it. Yeah, I someone someone said during the whole after the mini budget, someone said, "Oh, the energy companies are going to be toasting Liz and and quoting, you know, at their 
annual dues because uh, the bankers, you know, now there's no cap on their bonuses. And it's like, you've got to imagine. you. And I mean, maybe to some extent that's actually, maybe that's why American politics is a little bit, not, not it's not better by any, by any mm. measure, I don't think, but at least there's some transparency there. Like mm. you can follow the money, you can follow who's been lobbying, and in as much as it is legalized bribing, because the shell companies are backing this candidate, so this candidate's policies benefit the shell companies. Yeah. But at least you can see, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like here, I don't know who this is. My my obvious, my immediate yeah. reaction was, oh, you're doing this for your pals, because this doesn't make sense in my head that sense. you are you cutting taxes. Behind closed doors. And saying it, so yeah, yeah, it, I understand the idea on paper. You cut taxes, people move there, businesses move there. America does that a lot. A lot yeah. of the states, um, I think, um, is it wherever Silicon Valley is, that's one of their whole things is you make it so easy for businesses to come and do business in your states, make it cheaper for businesses to do business in your state. It brings business to the state. Cool. Yeah. But this is clearly, it doesn't make sense. We are on the verge of a recession we are energy crisis because of ukraine and stuff and you're like yeah cut taxes remove the cap on bonuses i don't see how that drives thingy but you know because i guess if you're running business and you can slap bonuses on your team then you're good yeah but easy yeah even even with the energy whole situation like even that's the next conspiracy where amanda are like the fuel prices in europe hasn't risen equally as much as it's risen here. Yeah, but, but we're on our own. They're, they're, we're all on our own now, so we're having oh. to we having to pay extra tax to get things from Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah. which which is which is yeah yeah yeah. And then this this Brexit thing, yeah, we shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, well, the old white people shot us in the foot. Bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what, what what do you think though? The question back your your question back to you. I've forgotten the original question, but in terms uh, of regarding leadership. this as an example of leadership. Yeah, no, yeah. so I subscribe to the school of you know the extreme ownership thing. I think, yeah, as as Nat even pointed out as well, this was this was they were fishing, but that's the political game, so you figure mm. out and it, to some extent I guess she did figure out because she didn't say I don't trust him. She didn't say I do trust him. She just kept on talking about her talking points and yeah. you know, they all just divert and say, Yes, we are doing this and we're doing that. And it's like, no, that's not the question. But um oh, I, my, I Yeah, no, go for it. You imagine. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I, I just think I think as the leader you take you take that you you own that so yes the market didn't respond positively to what we're doing maybe we're reconsidering maybe we're looking maybe we are whatever you don't put anyone under the bus because you're the face you're the thing um and so that's that's where i i come in and that also points out we need spirit-led leaders we need spirit-led leaders. Which you, yeah. now I'm I'm a bit I I I hear that from a from a Christian perspective, and I, mm. I can agree from a Christian perspective, but I can't agree from a democratic perspective. How so? Because if if we say we want spirit-led um, leaders, what spirit? Buddha? No, Christ spirit. <laughs> but what, 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 Holy Spirit. What, what, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, 
this isn't a Christian nation. This isn't Israel. We yeah. haven't all agreed to live under the same under the same deity. Mm. Mm. And so if we're going to elevate one religion above the, the other, that's mm. just going to spark something that I don't and this is this may be dipping into church and state territory. Yeah. Where yeah. should they be divided? Mm. Um if as a nation we haven't agreed to live under one, there isn't mutual consensus to live under one deity. Mm. then I believe it should be divided in as much as in the life of a believer, there is no division. Mm. Mm. There isn't no, any sacred and secular, but in the life of the state. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it isn't a democratic decision. That, that literally, that matters like that's this next question. How practical would that be? Um, And I think, so personally, I think that's where, because Nah, I'm loving this interaction, you know. I know, I really it's dope. It's, it. it's super dope. <laughs> super dope. I'm like, oh, we should have just, I should have just reached out and then see if he could join us. Well, yeah. Um, Do you know what? I, I feel like this even encourages others if they get the link to be able to just listen in and just drop yeah, stuff in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that points out the Muslims have done it and there are countries that you do have Muslim leadership. Yes. But then those are countries that are Muslim countries. Country, there are Muslim yeah. countries, or there there's a Muslim stronghold. Yes, and yeah. the Muslim agenda is strong arming the 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 country. Yeah, um, yeah. and people are seeing people are either fighting against it or seeing it as oppressive. Yeah, and so in the spaces where we have, I think it's Iran oh, right now, where people are taking off it. their hijabs. Yeah, people are taking off their hijab hijabs in protest. Women are taking off their hijabs in protest. Mm. Um, and they are going through extreme mm. um, persecution because of that. I, mm. I'm not sure. I'm not as clued up on that as I as I could be mm. um, to know if it's directly Islamic um, mm. against or if it's just a cultural thing. But I, I yeah, think I, the difference. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to yeah. say I do see from the Islamic perspective it, it almost being the nation is is understood to be an Islamic nation or there is an Islamic agenda, which is then strong-arming the the nation, which almost um, bolsters my argument in terms of, let's not do this. It isn't, yeah. So so the the caveat or the way that I could see, almost see it working is, and I guess this isn't exclusive to Christianity, but Christianity is one of the religions where um, your, I don't want to say sovereignty, but your your personal like it's your god-given right to deny his existence mm. if that makes sense like god doesn't force it on anyone and so i almost see it as a christian leader could embody that and could do what's right for the majority in a democratic way um and not have to do it um not necessarily have to impose christian values or beliefs on anyone so you know making legal marriage uh, or marriage in the legal sense available to all is Mm. cool but then i think the spirit-led leader would then know to also honor religious communities and say Mm. you guys can go and get married in the registry you know because we as a land and as a law, we have a law regarding marriage. You can benefit from that, yeah. but you can't then go and force a church, a a mosque, a whatever to do your 
marriage for your you know your same-sex marriage for you yeah. because that's against their beliefs do you get what i mean and i think yeah. i yeah. think that could sit well with a spirit-led leader yeah know? i do i do see some challenges in that the... just just say an example though we have had this before because joseph was a not spirit it's spirit-led he was a god-led leader in a yeah. secular Nation yes in Egypt yes yes he was um so there is precedence there is precedence for it he was given autonomy yeah he was given autonomy I don't believe our leaders have autonomy every not decision individually yeah not individually every yeah. decision is almost sifted through a council sifted through yeah. a body and so even if we do have a spirit-led um leader his constituent or his board or whatever they're called would equally have to be spirit-led. Yeah. And so and what if they are? So let's name. go down the idealistic route, the, the optimal, you know. What if yeah, they are? It, if they are, then yo, it's going to be a bittersweet, bittersweet time. And I say bittersweet because there is great opportunity for them to really hammer in and zoom in on legislation that will be honoring to to how they believe god wants us to live um but equally it leaves them open and it leaves the faith open to ridicule i don't think that's what they i don't think that i don't think that should be their focus ridicule shouldn't be their focus no no so legislation that sort of um that sort of I don't want to use the word push or back or whatever, but legislation that's in line with Christian beliefs for the nation. Oh, no, I don't yeah, think. no, no, not Christian yeah. beliefs. So I, I would, I would almost say if you, if your legislation is in line with the 10 commandments, I don't believe that's Christian views. Okay. So that was essentially moral, Abraham Long, Lincoln and them lot, their, their sort of there's, idea. There's like a moral code. Yeah. As, as, as opposed to a faith code. Mm. And so even the moral code now is debated though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even the moral code. Uh, I mean, if you if you well, yes, it is. Because yeah. everyone's worshiping yeah. trees and plants yeah. and yeah. and whatever. But yeah. and if you're like, oh, there's only one God we're gonna worship, yeah. um, then yeah, this God best be this multi-ethnic, multi, multi whatever, um, rainbow waving, yeah. whatever. Um but yeah, I think. I think that there, there are ways there are you can almost apply principles as mm. opposed to copy and paste biblical texts yeah. and justifications and stuff. So that's also um, point out like having a higher moral, moral standard um, as opposed to yeah even mm. even stuff like a a modern version of the year of jubilee would be very interesting to implement. Mm. But would it make, because, and and that's the other thing is sometimes some of these, um, like that doesn't make sense in a capitalist society. And so the whole foundations would have to get torn up. Yeah. Hmm. And because it's like, if if we did say um, the government was like, we are going to place a heavy emphasis on the poor, on the Mm -hmm. widowed, on the orphans, on like the lesser in the society mm-hmm. to ensure that there's provisions to ensure that so it's like there's going to be a budget towards um shelter there's going to be a budget yeah. towards providing food a budget yeah. towards 
clothing the homeless and ensuring that all of these provisions are in place. Um, mm. And that's going to be a very strategic thing. That's going to be a very intentional thing. We may not be able to house everyone. We may not be able to get everyone off of the streets, but there's going to be a concerted effort to at least at least provide them with their basic needs. Mm. Like stuff like these, where again, biblically it's like, we look after the and and for the most part, all the Abrahamic faiths will be like, yes, let's do this. Yeah. There will be other faiths outside of it that will be like, yes, let's let's do this as well. Yeah. Um, and so that there will be things like this that can almost, um, yeah, that can kind of play into it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't think it would have to be quote unquote Christian. Um, <laughs> Before before you come into into parliament, you need you need to get baptized. Like, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> like that would be mad. Um, yeah. Um, and any and what I was gonna say as well is how amazing would it be? To be in a party where you know that your leader has got your back, even if you made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Like in public, even when the journalists are trying to like dig your leader a grave and have them lay in it, he'll be like, yes, that's my brother. And yeah. I got his back. Yeah. He will lay in that grave happily. Mm. And then as soon as he come off the thing, he's calling you like, yo, you messed up. Come yeah. sit down, let's talk. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a case of he's just going to lay in it and let it ride. No, he's pulling you up. It's still going to help he's you grow, yeah. help you figure out what went wrong. I, like, think, I, think, you, I think you'd fly. Oh. I think people would fly because they know they're covered. Yes. You know? I, th- I think, like, they, and, and I think, they would even be more motivated to work for you, if that makes sense, to to do what you need them to do, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 So yeah, man. That's kind of mad. If you if, if you feel we've done that question justice, can we jump into the second one? <laughs> what do you said, Boris? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. The the second one, I don't know if you have time for it, um, but I'd wanted to ask your opinion on a uh, New Testament modern day twenty twenty two demonic activity. Oh, oh! Um, We're stepping into the land of Harry Potter. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Platform what two and three quarters? Nine and three quarters. Nine and three quarters. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I think you don't hear you don't hear the mega churches. You don't hear the you know you don't I rarely have I have never seen a I'm gonna call names, I've never seen a Joel Osteen, a Stephen Furtick, a even T Jakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I've never seen the you know a, a Instagram clip of yeah. them talking about demonic activity from mm-hmm. a biblical point of view. I don't know if mm-hmm. you talk about demonic activity mm-hmm. um, at all. 
Um, oh, so oh, D O D savage with it. He's like, nah, it's happening. They wear suits now. <laughs> the demons are in high places. Oh, they are. They really are. But it's it's almost like, apart from fear mongering amongst mm. the charismatics, mm-hmm. I don't hear many sort of teachers talk about this. And I, I was wondering your thoughts on it. Is it we're in a different dispensation and thus demons aren't um, as active? Or maybe, as Odi said, they're wearing suits and, you know, they're sat in high places. They're high-value mm. men. <laughs> Red Come pill. On. Come on. Um, or what's what's going on there? What, what do you think? I think... Um, I, th- I, th- I think that... Having, I've I've sat with this question like a bit, a fair amount, um, and I haven't I haven't drawn any concretes yet. But I think, even in the Old Testament, even in the Old Testament, I I feel like, so firstly, I don't I don't feel the charismatic church has got it right. Mm-hmm. The ones that I've interacted with, I don't think they've got it right, mm-hmm. um, and I think. Even Shailin draws a, in one of his songs, he draws a nice little line where he's like, we've got some churches screaming about the devil and making him the source of everything bad, mm. overemphasizing the devil. And then we have another side of the church not even acknowledging the devil. Yeah. And mm. it's just like, nope, God is love, love wins everything is going to do what it needs to do without recognizing that there is a middle ground. There is a tension between good and evil. There Mm. is this, this holy being. And then there is this being, this subsect who is almost trying to usurp this holy being Mm. Um, without recognizing that um, again, ambassador mentions, I'm quoting hip hop theologians. (laughs) Yeah. He mentions that there's a three-man camaraderie where it's flesh, the world, and Satan mm. that kind of come together to to almost draw us down. It's mm. our innate fleshly desires, our weaknesses, and then it's it's all of that kind of spills out into the world mm-hmm. where there's this community of just broken people doing the madness. So it isn't just fighting against ourselves, we're fighting against the world. Mm-hmm. the system this this stuff and then we've got almost a puppeteer being the devil who's who's he's not necessarily he's he's working the systems he's working and stuff but he is almost whispering through our internal brokenness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which then fleshes out in these ways and so when the bible's like um God doesn't tempt us. We're tempted by our own evil desires, which the enemy capitalizes on. And so Mm. the enemy isn't so much so out there Mm. as he is in here. Mm. It is our own. And that's why there's this war, the spirit against the flesh internally. Mm. Um, I do, I do reckon, I do recognize that the best way to oppose the devil is to is to be rooted in God. Mm-hmm. When the Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge, it isn't a lack of knowledge of the devil, but a lack of knowledge of the God they serve. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so it is getting to know this God, being um, consumed by his love, consumed by his presence, consumed in worship. And then from that place, being able to resist the devil. Mm. And that resistance is real, knowing that mm. he will flee. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do see that tension. I, in terms of demonic activity, um, I, I believe that, bro, it's rife. And right now, things have just been so diluted mm-hmm. that we have we have <laughs> we have Christian witches. What? That that is such an oxymoron. We have Christian witches. I was I was reading this article and this this woman identified herself as a Christian witch and I'm like yay I yank what a Christian witch she's like yeah I believe I believe so essentially what she's what she's saying is she's like a Christian herbalist um she believes in the power of of like the herbs and plants mm. and blah 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 okay, but she <laughs> I, 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 I just that madness. I don't know if I would call that a witch. Mm. I don't know if I would call that a witch, but for you to be so brazen to yeah. even call your blog post a Christian witch, mm. I was like, yo, it's problematic. It's funny because I actually know someone that back in uni used to be part of like the Christian group and, and all that and has since gone on to become like a, she she brands herself like a yogi type guru type person, but she mixes Christianity with like horoscopes and reading the stars and tea leaves and it's like this weird amalgamation of things that do not belong together. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's um, it's um, that that there is a but but the but the, the and the interesting thing is in this world that we're currently in or in this culture, whatever, we don't need to be at that extreme to be amalgamating things that shouldn't be together together. True, true. Um, we don't need to be that extreme. Like some, sometimes we can amalgamate money and faith, prosperity, mm. gospel. Those, yeah. two shouldn't be, those yeah. two shouldn't be together. Yeah. And right. we may not be as far as the Joel Osteen's or the Creflo Dollars or the whatever, but we mm. still amalgamated it to, to suit our palate. Be like, yeah, oh yeah, like my man's not that deep in it, man. And then we're comparing ourselves to them. Um, or we may be um I don't know, a Christian mercenary. <laughs> and that Deadpool got saved. Yeah. Well, so we amalgamate things that shouldn't always be together. Yeah. Um with and compare it to different things and so i'm not just trying to demonize the christian witches but i'm just almost trying to put a caveat for everyone to examine our own hearts to be like yo what are we marrying with faith that may not necessarily go together um but going back to the old testament i i came across something that was very fascinating Mm. so daniel yeah who got thrown into the lion's, lion's den and wasn't eaten and stuff. Yeah. Like, Daniel fast, big boy thing. Like, everyone... Mm. I know someone has said Daniel fast is not a fast. It's just it's just a unique diet. 
So <laughs> London don't say it's a Daniel fast because he didn't fast. He just had a special diet. A borderline uh, vegetarian or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he was strict vegan because he didn't have yeah, like yeah. He just vegetables. Um. But at his height, he was chief of the magicians. Mm-hmm. And the magicians essentially were in witchcraft. Yeah. So as a Hebrew serving the Lord of hosts, he had witches and warlocks under him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that is a very interesting position. Mm. Because if there was a modern day equivalent, I can almost guarantee you that every Pentecostal church leader mm. would be at his house with anointing oil saying mm. he's backslidden. Mm. Now, obviously, it was a, it was a political thing mm. where the nation had taken over. He had no say. He had no whatever. But it doesn't deny the reality that God's hand was on him. Yeah. God led them to Babylon. Yeah. God's hand was on him. God worked mightily through him to the point where I think it was Nebuchadnezzar started worshipping God. Mm. And it was all yeah. even like, his God is the real God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and even in the, moving into the New Testament, <clears throat> when Paul goes to, I can't remember where he goes to, but there was a servant woman who was possessed by a spirit and she was a fortune teller. Yeah. And so she would be telling people, oh, and like her masters made money off of her fortune, yeah. which again, sheds light into all these tarot cards and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Man need to be easy with that. Yeah. It was a spirit by which she was doing that. Yeah. Now, yeah. this spirit rightly recognized the spirit that was in Paul. Yeah. And wasn't even saying, oh, no, nah, don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. She was actually saying, these people are going to tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. to be saved mm. Paul was like I'm getting kind of frustrated spirit yeah. leave mm. so up until then Paul was tolerating that spirit mm. I guess the question is was he aware of that spirit per se until I, it started addressing him so from from the passage it was like the, the spirit kept on speaking about yeah. that and then he got irritated. So it right. may have been during the course of a day. Mm-hmm. It may have been, you know, mm-hmm. it may have been the course of a couple of hours, whatever. Fair enough, fair enough. It, it was a case in which there was a perception of that. Yeah. yeah. There was a recognition of that, but it became repetitive. And Paul was like, you know what? I'm tired. Get out. Mm. Um, and so that there is this reality that firstly, in Christ. Greater is he who is in us than he who is against us. And if I, I personally believe that if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can't be possessed by a demon. Mm. The demon can influence other people to come try attack you and stuff and try to do whatever, but you can't be physically possessed or indwelt by if you're possessed, if you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. There's mm. no light and darkness can't dwell in the same yeah. space. 
Mm. Um, but he can he can influence your fleshly desires to be able to mm. do stuff, um, which may come through temptations or whatever. But in terms of our co-habitation with them, we are called to clean our own house, the church, to ensure that each person is striving to walk towards Christ. But outside of that, our jurisdiction almost ends. We are to preach the we are to preach the word of God. Mm. And we are to yes, we are called to like cast out demons and stuff. But I don't I don't believe it come okay. Jesus didn't cast out every single demon. Jesus mm. didn't convert every single person. Mm. Like and so I believe that there's there there are there are borders and boundaries to all that we we are going to do. And it, it isn't a call to be um callous or uh lack lackluster or whatever like do everything to the best of your abilities that god has called you to do but recognizing that in that there are still limitations you won't cover the entirety of the earth every christian linking hands is not going to cover the entirety of the earth unfortunately but we are to strive and walk with the fullness of what everything that god has put in us i don't think i'm answering the question directly I'm kind of. I, I hear. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I definitely. Eye, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you in terms of if you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, I don't believe you can be possessed because mm. there's already a, a a resident there, and it's a resident mm. who can't co co you know cohabit um, with 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 a demon. In terms of you know, if I'm to say your spirit has a physical space, the space is taken, you know. Um, I do think people that aren't can be, but I don't think yes. I can don't... be possessed by demons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I don't know. You know, can a mother? I probably can. A mother can probably, you know, offer up her offspring to be possessed. I possibly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know the details of it because I do think there has to be an agreement. Mm. I think I think that because um, it feels like if I look at the fact that the devil had to go before God to then tempt Job and that the spirit led Christ to be tempted and stuff like that, there seems to be a hierarchy of, again, not, not to use the word um, loosely, but man's apparent sovereignty over his his over his spirits or over yeah. his things. So I think it feels like there needs to be an agreement or an acceptance of something. And I guess that's what filters into the, um, into the, uh, the, the creative space. And we see represented as contracts and stuff like that with demons. So I feel yeah. like there has to be that. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Just, just mm. to jump in, I agree with that. I do believe parents can, yeah. Um. Almost, offer their children as sacrifices mm. for things, for pleasures or whatever on their ends. Mm. I don't. I don't then believe that the. I believe that that's almost like murky waters where, the, the. This this is where almost like going back to like Nollywood films and stuff. Yeah. There'll almost yeah. be like a pursuit, a relentless yeah. pursuit of that person. By yeah. the demonic forces, because I now have a I now have a stake or a claim at your life because of yeah. what your, your parents, parents did. did. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But if that person is to go into Christ or whatever, that mm-hmm. claim is now locked off. Yeah, because um, now you're yeah. hidden in Christ, you know, to use the, that that preposition specifically. Um, and, and I think that's the whole thing. I think we have to be cognizant of the fact that a lot of our understandings and imaginations and visualizations of demonic activity has been influenced by media. Mm. Um, especially where we don't get it preached as often except for fear-mongering. We don't get it from the pulpit as often. Um, But I think the difference I would say is in the Old Testament, in terms of, for instance, I think the Prince of Persia or like the the territorial demon that was blocking blessings. And so Michael had to come and help the angel to deliver it sort of thing. I think that might be different by virtue of the fact that we now have direct access to the throne Mm. we now have a language that the enemy can't comprehend in tongues um again whether or not your church believes in that is another thing because we spoke of john MacArthur, and he clearly doesn't Um, so that there's that but i think ultimately what you mentioned about um it ends up being a distraction almost where we're called to do a very specific thing and and deal with us but we are also called to not be ignorant of the devil's schemes. Yes. And so I think it's worth knowing but the extent to which one should uh, focus on those things, I think, ends up being it's not that important if you are focused on God. Yeah. The fight, the fight yeah. and the war isn't necessarily steady your enemy, it's steady your saviour, it's steady his words, and those are what will keep you safe. So yeah. I, I say that to almost say, you know, sometimes especially in charismatic circles, it's so easy to blame the devil for everything and to cast and bind and do all of these things. And sometimes I'm like, is it really the devil stopping you getting married or do you have an attitude problem? You know, is it really the devil stopping you from getting some work or do you need to go and clean up your CV? You know, do you need to upskill? You know, and, and it's not to... It's not to um, under-spiritualize or ignore yeah. some of these things, but I think sometimes we do, we are more guilty of over-spiritualizing and um, removing the responsibility from ourselves and the power that grace gives us mm. and that our new identity gives us. We take that responsibility and or, or we 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 ignore that responsibility, and then we put it on the devil, and then it's not yeah. our problem because it's someone it's else, yep. and we can just pray and fast about it, which sometimes feels holier. Yeah. So, yeah, and that, it's a supernatural problem, so we don't need any practical solutions. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I heard one of my lecturers said something that I thought was so profound, mm. yet so simple. She was like be as spiritual as you are practical mm. so it's like if and to use a, a a very good example just like if you're working somewhere and you feel as though there is a heavy demonic presence over that space pray by all means pray pray diligently pray hard pray into it see what god is saying and do it but even as you pray look at your physical environment Mm. 
to see if there is things in place physically that induce a low mood when you walk into the space. Mm. Is there enough ventilation? Is there white light or is it dim lights where there is enough ventilation and the lights are dim? So it's just this, like your energy just kind of seeps as you're walking yeah. through it. Is, is is there like life around like plants and blah, blah, blah? Or, or is it just this mold infested, dingy little place where you just, are the rooms small? Do you feel claustrophobic? Like explore the physical environment hmm. to see if there can be small physical changes. Change the temperature of your light bulbs, introduce some plants, open hmm. some windows, hmm. get air conditioning, whatever. Hmm. Um to change the physical environment to be more conducive to energy and life, yeah. even as you're praying. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that is so simple yet so yeah. effective. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a recognition of one, not at the expense of the other. Not at the expense, expense rather. Yeah. The other. Yeah. yeah, even as Jesus Jesus has said, like to the Pharisees, um, you squeeze the you you yeah you like you do all of these things, but you forget. Yeah, you pay your tithes and you do all of that, but uh, you should and have done like, that. And he's like, like, like do that. Yeah, you're meant to be doing this as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's yeah. So I'm just yeah. like that. That for me was very much just like okay. Yeah. That was something I hadn't considered. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, cool. Cool. Um, I, I don't think we've exhausted everything we can talk about there, but we yeah. have we have exhausted our time. Our time. Um, so let's uh let's jump onto the hookups and then Yeah. Uh, Firstly I wanna on. say Nat, it's good having you along, man. Oh D, yeah, thank you for joining us, man. That was, was a, that was a very along, pleasant man. surprise. <laughs> It's very good having you along. Obviously, you might not be giving out this, the the YouTube link widely and that, but yeah, yeah. If, you, if you got the Zoom link, you might be able to drop a couple comments in the thing. No, so if you if you are subscribed to my channel, because I use my channel to stream. Okay. Yeah. If Which I use is my ordinary amazing. No, or my personal it... one. I put in lock. Okay. I put in connected to ordinary amazing. So it's Peter Finn. Um, and so if you are subscribed to me, I think if I go live, you get a notification. And, and my presumption was just no one's watching. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one gets a notification, but OD did and, and joined. And so Nat, thank you so much. That's it's it's been it's been a crazy fun just sort of interacting and, yeah, and having yeah, 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 your voice yeah. in. So thank you for joining us, man. That was that was dope. That was dope. It was a pleasant surprise, man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, um, hookups. So, um, I, 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 I feel still like got your month should be, yeah. I yeah, like I still got a hookup my team, man. I'm sorry, people, <laughs> I got a hookup my team. Um, so, I, the exhibition that I've been talking about, yeah, form the poetic form of nature exhibition is, is up and running on my Instagram at the moment. H yeah. Muse H. Um, images are dropping every Tuesday and Thursday, so today's one's dropped. It's going to be running live um, for the whole month of August, and then there's another surprise at the end of at the end of the exhibition. Um, so yeah, that's that's my hookup. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you if you if you interact with it, um, yeah, 
yeah, I'm going to start pushing out a lot more bodies of work. So the Instagram is going to be active from that that front. So yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. Cool. Um, my hookup is going to be, I guess, an update to a hookup I did recently. Um, so I I now use two different apps to listen to podcasts. Um, there's do. one. So as you do, as you do, yeah. There's one for podcasts that are more entertaining and and that I'm just like listening to. Um, that I know I won't make notes. So my sports podcasts I watch. I listen to a couple podcasts about the American Office stuff like that. I listen on that podcast app. The other one is a podcast app that has a lot more functionality. So you're able to create little bookmarks and stuff, and it will transcribe it. Oh. Um, and so nice. if you want to capture notes, you know, like you're reading, you want to highlight something. Mm. Um, and that is the app called Snipe, S-N-I-P-D. And that I hook up, I recommended recently, but I've gone in and discovered that it actually can connect to various other things. So I use, um, I use a program called Notion for all of my project management and also for capturing little ideas so if I see anything on Instagram that I you know that I find interesting literally I'll I'll be scrolling through Instagram my algorithm obviously suggests like jujitsu players to me so I'll see a demonstration of a move and I'll literally share it to Notion and it goes to a a specific database as I've got a database of jujitsu moves um that I can always refer to and you know read and, and revise on but yeah so this app now has an integration with various note-taking apps notion being one of them readwise being one of them um and I noticed I connected to my notion and now literally whenever I make a bookmark it gets sent to that database in my notion and so I now have a nice collection of bookmarks from my various um podcasts and you can also when you create a bookmark you can go in and give it maybe some context and stuff so I'm going to recommend Sniped again for those that that's dope like so for like podcasts. The, the AI is able to distinguish like what category of um snippet this is and take it to the right no 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 so it's so i just have a um like a database of for sniped so everything that i get from sniped goes there Um, okay but it's um that what the ai does do is pick out the context for it so you might hear a clip you might hear a sentence and click it and it will sort of try and figure out what's before that sentence is relevant to it and what after that mm. sentence is relevant to it and then creates that snip around it so you get a a full piece of you know of of of, of, a, of a of a of a bookmark as as it were um, nice. and yeah that just automatically gets synced to that database for me and i've now got like a good database of all of the notes that i'm making from my from my podcast that i can reference and it does that with the audio clip and then with whatever text as well is is there so and this is cross-platform this is cross-platform and this is free this is completely i can free. hear footsteps upstairs one of the kids just woke up ah cool again i think that's our cue then to uh <laughs> to to round up unless you have to just run off um and then i'll just sort of um yeah i'll close this cool. off but um yeah no um 
dope completely dope and thank you uh everyone that's listening uh again od absolute flames <laughs> that you're able to join us um you can find us on all podcasting um apps uh just search for the blacksmith furnace um with uh, yeah as you spell blacksmiths with an apostrophe um we are based on soundcloud um that's soundcloud.com slash the blacksmith furnace without an apostrophe. Uh, we now also upload um, our uh, episodes to YouTube. So there will be a video version of this on the Ordinary Amazing channel. Um, it is streamed uh, on my channel, on Peter Finn's channel, but we record it and, and put it up there as well. Uh, so you can find us there. You can contact us on Instagram at the Furnace UK, um, tbsfurnace at hotmail.com, uk if you want to send us an email. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's today in a can. So this will be the Black Swiss Furnace signing out. Peace.